son, once a runaway slave. We are doing the right thing, Johnny replied, for the fourth time in as many weeks. There was no reason to turn back, and every reason to keep going. If you recall, it was Papa's particular wish that I go, and mine too. Yes, she smiled. Ever since your Papa read to you your precious Constitution of the United States, Eliza referred to the fact that, by the age of ten, her son was a patriot in love with an America he did not know at all. Is it not yours too, Mama? I don't know anymore, she shrugged. In the fresh air, some color returned to her face. Then she brightened. I know I shall be happy to see my friends after all this time. But for you, my love, there shall be no turning back once we arrive. Are you ready? Of course I am. I shall try to be a good white boy. Eliza looked with unabashed adoration at her child. Standing at near six feet, Johnny was very tall for his fifteen years. He had golden brown hair that fell in curls to his shoulders. But in the sea dampness, his hair became a kinky halo about his round head, like a child's drawing of the sun. His facial features were Caucasian in the main, but a slight broadness in the nose a slight fullness of the lips might imbue in certain Americans a dangerous doubt. In Barbados, everyone thought of him as black, as he himself did. His blouse and trousers were well cut, though stiff with salt, and only the African wari beads that adorned his limbs betrayed him as a foreigner. These were love tokens from the slaves and hucksters who sought to anchor him in place with their charms. His necklace was especially precious to him, composed as it was of talismans, painted knicker nuts, dog's teeth, fish vertebrae, and a magnificent red carnelian in the center. But all the charms in the world could not keep Johnny from going to America. He would take the Harvard entrance exams and attend Harvard University. He would become a great statesman like his heroes John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. He would further the most excellent cause of democracy. Johnny's father had known his son's wishes. John Watkins owned a lucrative shipyard, but he could feel his son's dreams in his own bones. Had Johnny, whether from guilt or grief, chosen to remain in Bridgetown as proprietor of the yard, his father would have done what he could to dissuade him. But no persuasion was necessary. They had lost John Watkins six months previously to a putrid fever. He had always been so strong, so full of life, that even now it was hard for Johnny to believe he was really gone. But the fever took hold of him, locked its death jaws, and would not let him go. In that last week, Eliza would not leave her husband's side. Toward the end, she called Johnny into their chamber. All week, he had sat just beyond the chamber door, waiting. Johnny! He started, and then rose from the chair and stood in the doorway. John Watkins endeavored to sit up to see his son. Come, sit by me, child, he said. Johnny sat in a chair by the side of the bed. His father looked up from his pillow. Though ill, he was yet a very handsome man, with taupey skin and clear sea-blue eyes. John Watkins's father had been the governor of New Hampshire, his mother, a pretty house slave, not sixteen. Eliza always liked to say that she had fallen in love with his father's outward beauty first, 
and that it was mere luck his soul was not a disappointment. Johnny knew she spoke in jest. His father was uneducated, yet he was the best of men, the kindest and the most honorable. John Watkins reached for his son's hand. Johnny took it. His father's hand was very rough, like sandpaper. His hand had once been crushed, but his father never told him how it had come to be so. He regained the use of it, but never the strength. The feeling of his father's ruined hand in his own strong one made Johnny burst into tears. You see, Eliza, John Watkins smiled and patted his son on the head. The very thought of shipyard work revolts him. No, Johnny objected. It's not that, Papa. Are you certain, son? You're very fair, Johnny. You might parlay my wealth into even greater wealth and comfort for yourself and your family.